Good evening and welcome to today's podcast of Collins Hill High School Football featuring head coach Lenny Gregory. I'm your host, Tim Krajek, and we're coming to you from Tzatziki's Mediterranean Cafe in Swanee, Georgia. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank Tzatziki's manager, Crystal Cole, for sponsoring Collins Hill Football. If you're in the area, please drop in, enjoy some food and drink, and thank them for your support, for their support. Uh, last week was homecoming on the hill. There was a festive mood on campus throughout the week, and I think everyone would agree that homecoming is one of those cherished and time-honored traditions that we can all appreciate. I know I'm showing my age here, but uh, when it comes to homecoming, there really is not much difference between when I was in high school 40 years ago and today. Homecoming just transcends generations. Uh, give us a little scenes behind, a little behind-the-scenes look at some of the uh, activities that took place during the week leading up to the game, Coach. Well, we try to keep kids focused during the week. There's, there's, uh, you know, things every day that the student body is doing to get, get excited and great, you know, school spirit. And, um, Friday we had a pep rally, and, and it was the first time we've ever done this, but we did it in the stadium outside, and the entire school was there and uh, had football team run down the hill and, and it was uh, really neat to see every how many kids are at Collins Hill and them all there and, and uh, kind of got them all rallied up. It was, it was good. It, it was a great uh, great week and, and uh, it all culminated in the game on, on Friday night and and we had uh, hosted number three ranked McEachern Indians traveled over to Swanee to take on our two and one Eagles. And we knew McEachern was a good team, a well-coached team, and, and they proved that early by scoring on their first play from scrimmage. Um, they never looked back, and, and it went on to beat us 30-14. to 14. Uh, Sometimes it's hard for, for players and fans to find the positives in a loss. Uh, what's your take on the game, Coach? Well, you know, I, I think you got to step back and, and look at where we were a year ago. Um, a year ago, we, we ended, you know, our non-region 0-4, and, and things weren't looking good. We couldn't, um, or, and we couldn't execute things offensively. We, we had no passing game. We um, the, the the morale of the team, the, the coaching staff, everything you know was different a year ago. And, and so here we fast forward, and we're two and two. And um, you know, while we lost to two nationally ranked teams, um, when you look at it. We competed extremely hard and uh, did a lot of good things. And I think we've got to look at it from a teaching, you know, perspective. And, and what can we do as coaches and teachers to to get over the hump and, and you know and, and be more successful if we get another chance to play a team that is that is that caliber. And for the third game in a row, we experienced a delay in the game when the bank of lights went out in, in the first half. Uh, how do you think that stoppage in play impacted the game? And, and then what are you saying to your players to keep them focused during that unexpected downtime? Well, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, we, you know, being the third time, our kids are kind of used to a, a sudden change like that. And, and so we just went right to work and, you know, we got the sideline replay stuff and we went over and, you know, they kind of caught us off guard with, with a trip play early on and they were doing some, we, we were not having 
you know, we were making some mistakes on offense with with uh, we had a holding penalty and a, and a shank punt and a, and um, and some false starts and so I think it was it, it allowed us to go over there and calm our kids down and you know again they're kids and when they make mistakes it kind of spirals and so I think we were able to get them calmed down and and just show them that look guys just settle down and we're gonna be all right you know. Um, let's just fix these And as we said, you know, Friday was uh, our homecoming game on the hill. And, and uh, now usually a team tries to schedule a weaker opponent for their homecoming game. So how is it that we ended up playing a team like McEachern for homecoming? Yeah, do you have input in the, in the scheduling of the homecoming event? I know you have the input on the schedule itself, the actual football schedule. But, you know, special events like something like homecoming, you know, do you have input into that, and and uh, and then uh, also, you know, how do you separate the game from the festivities of the week, you know, and keeping those players, you know, understanding there's two separate events kind of going on. Yeah. So, you know, looking at that, when you're scheduling homecoming, you know, there's a lot of ways to look at it. One, you know, try to pick somebody. You know, maybe not as good on your schedule. A lot of that has, you know, there's a lot of timing involved with that as well. Like, you know, just you know, open dates, availability. So when we looked at it, we thought, you know, it'd be really nice to have homecoming right before a a, uh, a break. You know, we got to buy this week, and um, you know, home, there's a lot of distractions in homecoming. My my take on it is, you know. Scheduling a, a game like a McKee trend as homecoming, you know, our kids aren't weren't going to be they weren't going to lack focus. You know, they were you got you got to pay attention to a good team coming in. You got to be prepared, and so I knew that they their minds wouldn't be on anything else but McKee trend. And then what I like about it, I, you know, I know that they're a tough team. They're really good, but what I like about it is you know you, you get it out of the way in non-region. If there are any distractions, it's it's a non-region game as opposed to a region game. And then you know, just looking at you know these kids and they go to a dance on Saturday, and you know they they're wasting a lot of energy staying up late. And so now here we got a bye week for them to catch up. And so the timing of all that outweighed who we played, and it was more of when we played the game. And I thought this was the right timing to do that. Now. Some people might think that Coach Stevens and the McEachern football team took exception to being our homecoming opponent. What do you What do you think about that? You know, I, I think all that you know, that hype and, and, and all that. I think it goes out the door after kickoff. And so we didn't. I didn't play into it. Um, I, I'm sure that they tried to use that as motivation. But if you're the number three team, number two team in the state. You're nationally ranked. You shouldn't need those kind of things to motivate you. You should just be playing to get better and, and improve the team. We're doing the same thing. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all great to have the homecoming dance and all the activities that go around it. But at the end of the day, it's a football game. And um, you know, I, I don't, I don't really get into all that stuff. And and, and I think it, you know, coaches' speeches and hyping the team up. When when the ball's kicked off at 7:30, that stuff goes away. That's true. That's true. Um, so, uh, you know, it goes without saying that, uh, you know, a lot of coaching and adjustments are made during during halftime. 
with with this uh, with the homecoming activities that were going on and some of your players in, on the homecoming court, you know, how was it? Was there a special challenge this week with some of the coaching since you weren't able to you know spend that time at halftime with with some of your players uh, uh, making those adjustments? Yeah, it, it all it all worked out. I mean, our guys were able to go do what they had to do and get back up. By the time by the time we as coaches met and got to the kids, everybody was there. So 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 no no disrupt disruption there. Thanks for that little behind the scenes look because uh, you know again we're we're up there in the stands watching the game and when you guys go in the locker room we don't know what's being said or you know the timing of everything. So thank you for that. Um, now after the game, you told the players that you're proud of them and and uh, that they didn't give up uh, and, and fought until the end. You know, defense got the ball back to the offense uh, there in the fourth quarter, and we were able to put 14 points on the board. Uh, you know, our quarterback Sam Horn finished the evening with two TDs. One was to Travis uh, Hunter, and the other was to Jalen Johnson, who, by the way, took a vicious hit at the goal line, uh, but was still able to get in the end zone. So now after four games, uh, what do you see in this team that gives you hope as we enter the region play? I mean, we've got a talented football team, and when you look at you look at the McKeithen game, you look at the stats, and uh, you know defensively, our kids were on the field, their backs were against the wall. We had horrible field position all game. We gave up two big explosive plays. You know, we preach all the time not giving up anything more than 15 yards, and they come out and ran a trick play and scored on us on a blown coverage, and then we uh, we blow a coverage, and uh, and they they run a play and, and, and run a tunnel screen and score on us, and so you give up those you know those freebies without them earning it, but yet the, the defense were able to go back on the field, fight, I and mean, their quarterback, you know, they got a the quarterback who did it in Florida. You know, he finished with 112 yards passing. And our kid finishes with 200 yards passing. They, they had 135 yards rushing. And, um, you know, so we, you know, our defense held them under 250 yards. But the, where we really, you know, blew the game was in the amount of, you know, mental errors and penalties that we had. They just put us in horrible field position. So when you look at all that, you go, you know, it's not a physical thing. It wasn't physically getting beat. It was, it was mentally getting beat. And so I think, I think with a young football team, we're playing a lot of sophomores. Um, our kicker's a ninth grader, you know. And when you look at that, you look at our youth. Uh, we showed our youth, but I think, you know, the encouraging thing for me is I think it all, it's all fixable. And I think that with this bye week, it's come at a, at a, at a crucial time. We clean it all up and get ready for region play. So I'm excited where we are. Our kids are bought in. They're, they want to be coached hard and they want to they want to fix their mistakes. And so that's encouraging. It is encouraging, you know, as, as you go into the region play. And, and certainly you mentioned the, the younger players that are uh, being significant contributors. And so not only are we encouraged with what's going to happen the rest of this season, but obviously the season's to come. So uh, keep up the good work in that regard. And, and uh, in a moment, we're going to be hearing from uh, players of the game for, for this week. And uh, you know, while they're coming forward, I think it's a good time to remind our listeners that this podcast uh, with our esteemed Coach Gregory is being recorded at Tzatziki's Mediterranean Grill, located at 1095 Old Peachtree Road in Suwannee. Uh, plan your next outing here and enjoy some of the delicious food at Tzatziki's. 
Um, and then make sure you let them know that Coach Gregory sent you. Uh, Coach, would you like to mention anything or thank our sponsor at this point? Just like uh, all of our sponsors, we're so grateful for what they do for this community and giving back to the, the local schools and athletic programs. I mean, we we can't do what we do and provide what we provide for our for our kids without these local sponsors. And Tzatziki's has been really loyal to us, and and um, you know we're we're glad that they continually stay on and support us. And um, if, if you haven't been to this restaurant, you need to come. It's, it's really good food. It's, uh, you come out of here feeling healthy. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it is certainly good food, I, I can tell you. Uh, all right, now it's time to recognize the players of the game. Uh, the game ball tradition was started when Coach Gregory came to Collinsville a few years ago, and Susan Plunkett, in memory of Frosty Plunkett, the uh, original voice of the Eagles, generously donates the game balls each week. Many thanks to Susan for keeping the Collins Hill football program close to her heart. Uh, for the McEachern game, uh, the scout team game ball goes to Dwayne Smith. Um, for our listeners there, uh, you might recall that Dwayne was recognized last week as the JV offensive MVP for the week. Uh, Dwayne, last week you said it was your goal to be interviewed uh, on this podcast. Uh, did you expect your second interview to, to come this fast? You did, and, and uh, I want to ask you, is there anybody special that you would like to thank? Uh, I got to shout out my mom. I love my mom. Wouldn't be nothing without her. Shout out my dad, too. If it wasn't for him taking me all the training sessions and all that, I wouldn't be able to do the plays and make the plays I could do now. That's excellent. Good job, Dwayne. Uh, our, uh, the next game ball winner is uh, Spencer Anderson. Uh, he was the special teams uh, player of the week. Uh, unfortunately, Spencer couldn't be with us tonight. So uh, we're going to move on to the, uh, the next game ball recipient, and that is our lineman of the week. And that, goes, that game ball goes to Cameron Kinney. Uh, Cameron, last season, uh, you started, the team started 0-4. You know, and, and against the same four teams this season, we're two and two. So, in your opinion, what's the difference between last season and this season that's fueled that improvement? Uh, to me, it's just the demeanor of everything has changed. You know, the team really believes in what we're doing, and you know they buy in day in and day out, whether they want to be here or not. And they're just committed, and they do everything they need to do. That they do everything coach wants to do. So that's that's the big difference. They buy in, and we're not scared. Last year we were a little scared of the man. Scared us a little bit, but this year we're like we can play with these guys. So you know the demeanor has just changed. The demeanor of this program has changed. And then uh, you know now you've been in the GFL or you were in the Eagles program since GFL when you were six years old. Uh, with us now approaching the halfway point of your senior year, what's the Collins Hill football program uh, mean to you? It means, it means everything to me. This program has been with me since I was like seven, and uh, I've been playing for this, this the Eagles for forever, and it just means a lot to me that I've been chosen to be captain and I'm getting these awards. And it's like a couple years ago, I was in eighth grade looking up to these high school guys, and now I'm that high school guy these eighth graders are looking up to. So it just means everything to me, and it's it's been it's been a long ride, but it's coming to an end, and it's coming to an end fast. 
So, you know. Make sure you enjoy every week. Yeah, congratulations, Cameron. Good job. Our defense player of the week is Bryson Holden. Uh, Bryson, you recorded a sack against McEachern. Uh, if you would, just describe that play, um, how you were able to penetrate that McEachern offensive line to get to the quarterback. The play happened with, uh, he was calling Sari, Chris Patton, and my assignment was a sniffer, and he answered it inside. So the running back came to attack me, and I just basically bench-pressed him, and then got to the quarterback and made the sack for a one-yard loss. You bench-pressed him. All right. Speaking of bench-press, what do you, you bench-press in the weight room? My max right now is 320. 320. How much do you think that lineman weighed? <laughs> it wasn't even a lineman. It was a running back. It's probably like 170. <laughs> oh, good job. Hey, um, now you're uh, a letterman in two sports, football and track. And uh, you know, as a senior, you're probably looking forward to the future after Collins Hill. Are you, you planning to play football at the next level, or run track, or, or try to do both? Uh, honestly, my plan is to try to play football. Try to play football because. I feel like my heart is at balance with this sport. It just supports me in so many ways. And I just can't really live without it. That's great, Bryson. Congratulations on the, on the award and recognition. Our next player uh, that we'd like to recognize is our Offensive Player of the Week. And that ball goes to Jalen Johnson. Jalen, you had a great TD grab uh, at the goal line. Uh, you probably knew that you were going to take a hit. Uh, and in that split split second of time, uh, what goes through the head of a receiver as you're making a play like that? Well, um, first I had to make sure I secured the ball. So when the ball was coming to me, I made sure that uh, I held it tightly. And then I knew I was going to get hit. So first thing I tried to do was at least try to tuck myself so I wouldn't get injured. And then uh, I didn't know actually I made the touchdown until I heard a bunch of screaming. So, you know, that's an amazing experience. So that's pretty good. That was a, that's an awesome highlight from the game. Uh, I enjoyed watching you make that play. Now, uh, we just finished a, a brutal non-region schedule, and, and we're about to start region play next week. What are your personal goals for the rest of the season, and what goal do you have for the team? Well, uh, one of my personal goals is, I mean, I guess just continue to play how I really just play. I just want to give my all out there, just make sure the team is doing good, and then the team goal would probably be just try to win out, win a region championship, and get a good seed for this uh, state playoff. So I'm ready. And we're ready for you to be ready. Good job. Good job, Jalen. Thank you, and congrats on the recognition. Coach, uh, do you have any comments that you'd like to say about these game ball winners? No, I just, you know, I'm always excited to honor our players who perform well on Friday. And, and you know, at the end of the day, you know, win or lose, you know, our kids deserve, as much as they put in and invest, they deserve this. And and um, I think it's a neat thing that, that, that we do. And um, I'm proud of them. I'm proud of our kids for how for how much they invest into this program and how hard they played Friday. And, and I'm, I'm proud of how they show up and respond, you know, after a loss. I mean, I don't see any kids hanging their heads. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're back to work this week. And, um, you know, it's like, you know, they just go to work and roll up their sleeves. And, and I told them, you know, I, I, I'd pick these guys over any guys. 
I love them. I, I think the world of these kids. Well, we'd like to recognize now, uh, you know, those were the game ball winners for, for the varsity, and, and uh, last week we were able to recognize a couple of JV players, and, and tonight we have with us uh, Richard Ransom, who was the uh, offensive MVP of the JV football game last week. Uh, Richard, I appreciate you being here tonight. Uh, what does it mean to you to, to earn this recognition as being the MVP from, uh, for the offense from that game last week? Uh, obviously, I mean, it means a lot to me to know, to know that I've been recognized for all of our work that I put in. I just feel like it's a great thing to show recognition to the JV players that might feel like that's important because they're not on the varsity, but still gives them that motivation to keep working. That's an excellent answer, and, and we look forward to uh, uh, many more MVP performances from you, Richard. Thanks for being here. All right, so next week uh, we're going to continue our Spirit Night and podcast tour from Foggy Bottom uh, Barbecue in Lawrenceville. That'll be at 7 o'clock, and we're going to be, as we try to continue to, to build this Collins Hill community one week at a time. Um, so uh, last week uh, after the McEachern game, uh, I wanted to make sure that we, um, we brought in the uh, Screaming Eagle marching band. Uh, we, we, we featured them. And, and I think one of the neat things that I, I witnessed last week was after the game, when you meet with the team on the field, you know, the whole community is invited. And uh, I think the band was well represented on the field uh, during that speech. And I want to thank you, Coach, for your efforts in, in recognizing the significance of our band and, and how they play an integral part uh, in not only the game day experience, but to the, the Collins Hill community as a whole. Yeah, I, I just really believe in, in, um, in order to establish a winning, a true winning culture and, and a united community, you've got to involve everybody that's involved. And um, you know, our, one of our big words around our program is being selfless. And, um, you know, part of being selfless is you know, you've, you've got to include others, you know, and you've got to do things and honor other people other than yourself. And, and um, you know, our band's out there working hard, our cheerleaders, and um, we just, just want to thank them and let them know how much, you know, they mean to us and, and what it means to Collins Hill High School and the spirit, you know, the student body to really be fired up to be a Collins Hill Eagle. And uh, okay, when one last thing before we close out the podcast, we'd like to recognize and congratulate our homecoming queen, Shea Bonacci, who is uh, the sister of our kicker, Isaac Bonacci, and our homecoming king, Johnny Blake. Uh, once again, we'd like to thank Zeke's and Swanee for hosting our Collins Hill Football Spirit Night. Uh, thank you to uh, Crystal Cole, the manager here. Uh, I also want to thank our podcast engineer, Sam Hamilton, who's filling in for Bernardo Richardson this week. And now as we bring this podcast to a close, remember it's a great day to be an eagle.